In Sickness and in Health Medieval Medicine, Dentistry and Disease In the medieval world, access to the finest medical treatments was usually restricted to the wealthiest in society. Mullamast villagers probably relied mainly on local healers, herbalists and apothecaries for remedies, some of whom were women. Many of the physicians were men and often associated with the church. The majority of hospitals were also run by the religious orders. The barbers who shaved these religious men's hair into the distinctive tonsure also carried out tasks such as bloodletting, minor surgeries and tooth extractions, a role that developed into the barber-surgeon of later centuries. Medieval medicine was focused on the idea of balance. It held that the body was composed of four humours, yellow bile, black bile, phlegm and blood. It was believed that illness came from an imbalance between them, so remedies focused on restoring equilibrium. Both the causes and treatment of sickness and disease was heavily linked to religious beliefs. Just as sin was thought to lead to illness, prayer and piety were often central to their treatment. Medieval people were particularly scared of dying in sin and as a result being unworthy of heaven. Aside from prayer, medical practitioners tried to improve their patients' prospects through diet, physical intervention and by administering medicines, many of which were plant-based. One of the most common ailments the people of medieval Molomast would have suffered was toothache. In an era before modern dental hygiene, the villagers' teeth would have been covered in a form of hardened plaque called calculus. The grain that formed a large part of their diet also wore down their teeth. Treatments were often part herbal, part folklore and part prayer. Remarkably, accounts of some of the dental treatments that were popular in the 13th century have survived. One recommended inserting an engraved iron nail under the affected tooth, then driving the nail into an oak tree carved with the name of the sufferer. All this was to be done while repeating the phrase, By the power of the Father and these consecrated words, as thou enterest into this wood, so let the pain and disease depart from the tooth of the sufferer, even so be it. Amen. Similar remedies may well have been tried at Mullamast, though how successful they were is certainly open to question. Though Mullamast's main graveyard is yet to be discovered, we can learn something of the stresses and strains of their lives through another population from medieval Kildare. Only a few kilometres from Mullamast was the contemporary settlement of Ardri, located near the modern town of Athai. Archaeological excavations undertaken there by Kildare County Council uncovered a medieval cemetery containing the remains of over 1,000 men, women and children. Examinations of the skeletal remains revealed that many of the older members of the population suffered from osteoarthritis, caused by the hard physical labour that dominated their lives. 
A number of others bore signs that they had endured periods of hunger and malnutrition in their youth. Surgery was available to at least some of the Ardri population. One had an amputated leg, while another had successfully undergone a procedure known as trepanation, which involved removing a fragment of the skull to relieve pressure. Signs of diseases such as tuberculosis were also present. The bones of one unfortunate individual at Ardri bore the scars of one of medieval Ireland's great scourges, leprosy. Leprosy was one of the most dreaded sicknesses of the time. At one point, as many as half the medieval hospitals run by religious orders in Ireland were dedicated to aiding sufferers. Leprosy is a bacterial infection related to tuberculosis. It can destroy bone and severely disfigure the victim's nose and jaw. During the Middle Ages, many saw it as a sign of sexual sin, with sufferers condemned to endure their penance on earth instead of in purgatory. Others thought it might result from breathing in foul vapours, eating rancid food, or that it was even caused by the actions of the stars and planets. Medieval populations also had to periodically face devastating epidemic diseases, such as smallpox and typhus. In the summer of 1348, the international trade network that was at the heart of Mullamas' success now brought disaster in the holds of returning ships. The rats and the fleas they carried swarmed ashore at Irish ports, and plague quickly spread across much of the country. Before the end of the year, the shadow of the Black Death had fallen on the village of Mullamast. The disease was bacterial, and both strains appeared to have struck Ireland. Bubonic, which affected the lymph system, and pneumonic, which ravaged the lungs. Writing in the medieval town of Kilkenny, Friar John Clynne recorded the plague's impact on Anglo-Norman Ireland. That disease entirely stripped villes, cities, castles and towns of inhabitants of men so that scarcely anyone would be alive to live in them. The plague was so contagious that those touching the dead or even the sick were immediately infected and died. Many died from carbuncles and from ulcers and pustules that could be seen on shins and under the armpits. Some died as if in frenzy from pain of the head, others from spitting blood. There was hardly a house in which one had died, but as a rule, man and wife with their children and all the family went the common way of death. Remarkably, John Clinton's harrowing last words still survive. So that notable deeds should not perish with time and be lost from the memory of future generations, I, seeing these many ills, and that the whole world encompassed by evil, waiting among the dead for death to come, have committed to writing what I have truly heard and examined, and so that the writing does not perish with the writer, or the work fail with the workman. I leave parchment for continuing the work, in case anyone should still be alive in the future 
and any son of Adam can escape this pestilence and continue the work thus begun. Those fortunate enough to survive the first harrowing toll of the plague faced further, though less severe, outbreaks in the decades ahead. Through all, Molomast managed to survive, perhaps aided by its rural location, which was less affected than the colony's towns and cities. But the horrors the Black Death wrought must have lived long in local memory, casting a long shadow over those who still walked the village streets. <laughs> 